Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, just in the world's Disney Plus podcast, where each and every other week we take a look at another piece of content on that their Disney Plus streaming service. Look, I know, we've done a lot of Marvel content lately. Maybe someday we'll actually get back to talking about the Disney side of Disney Plus Us, but today's not that day, because we're talking about Bad Batch. Mitch, are you as excited to talk about Bad Batch as I am today? I'm excited to hear what you have to say is how I'm going to preface that. I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation, but I'm even more excited to hear what our lovely guest has to say about Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 1. And that guest would be... This is where you introduce yourself. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if like the, I got the introduction. I gave you no, we gave you no prep. Okay, you, fair, you, fair you, enough, fair enough, fair enough. Usually we do it, but we didn't talk about it, so now you can do it because it's way easier. All right, well, uh, to transition out of the spring, hello, my name is Nicholas Blaine. You can find me on the interwebs as Shaka McPain. I love Star Wars. More importantly, I love pod racing. That Was that in this show? Not any more pod racing. What? No, let's talk about pod racing, because this is pod racing. This uh, is pod racing, this let is me tell podcasting. you. See, Griffin, I knew I liked you. I knew there was a reason I came on this podcast. Uh, so, wow. pod racing. Okay. Imagine, okay. if you will... Especially, we have one Star Wars Visions coming up. Okay, now you're familiar with anime. You're both fam- very familiar with anime, right? I'm familiar with the what... second best thing coming to Disney Plus next month. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I am uh, they... what the internet would call a weep. Okay. Cool. 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 So you know, do you know the the shows or the I guess yes, show right. and movie Red Line and uh, then t- initial D? Yes. Nope. Now imagine, if you will. That, but pod racing. You right? got me. You got right? Me. <laughs> Yo, it, it rates itself, really. You know, maybe, maybe we had it bad when Gardula the Hutt was, you know, all doing all the Boonta Eve classic stuff, taking over, making it an outlaw race. You know what I mean? Maybe... Maybe for a second, and yes, I'm hijacking this podcast just for a little bit and to do my public service announcement. Maybe Ben Quadraneros gets a second chance. You know, maybe Annie, not dead, Force Ghost Annie coming back for a pod racing. <laughs> thank you for thank you for t- coming to my TED talk. Force Ghost Annie, that's your plan. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Why did I agree to do this again? Your, oh. This was your idea. <laughs> no one's ever really gone, Mitch. No one's ever really gone. Oh my god. Okay, as much as like we could go into that. God, I have I'm so sure many we questions. Will. Sure we will. We're here to talk about Bad Batch, something a little more realistic considering it actually happened. Oh, did it though? Well, uh, yeah, it, it did. This is definitely a thing. 16 episodes, first season. Uh, with that hour-long season opener, Dave mm-hmm. Filoni, guys, Dave freaking Filoni, make him. I know he's high up at at um, Lucas Disney at Disney Lucasfilm right now, but like, just let him oversee the whole entire thing. Do what you can, just please, please. <laughs> Which I guess is brings me to the question: What do you guys think? It's it's a Nick, big. You're one. the guest. Go for it. Okay. 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 Uh, so I 
really enjoyed this. Um, I think 16 episodes was a decent amount to where it's not, you know, overly filler. The, the, the one thing that, excuse me, uh, about, uh, you know, the, the, um, the the animated universe and the Filoni verse of uh, Star Wars, the Filoni verse. You know the that we got that. That's Why what we does got. Everything now. have to be a goddamn verse these days. Listen, let me tell you, y'all y'all talk about Marvel all the time, so I don't want to hear. You know what if it's the same universe? I don't know, but multiverse uh, baby, let's go. Multiverse baby, exactly. Loki opens it up. Um, so the Filoni verse has been criticized for being fillerish uh, that's that's a big criti- criticism as well as building out the world and making things really good i think clone wars does is the worst culprit of this while i think that there are some high 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 highs in that can uh, that part of the canon i still think that it has a lot of low low lows and arcs of lows um so i i, I appreciate the fact that this is like a 16 episode there are a few filler episodes, but I still had a decent time with them. And I think that they also, they do a better job than all the other animated shows of fitting around that central theme because it is so, um, it, it is kind of a contained in terms of a, the star Wars, um, the animated shows, like obviously clone wars, um, was a big sprawling Epic filled with political intrigue. And, um, even delved into the parts of the force as a religion. Um, but like it was a much bigger um thing than say these other two are with, with uh rebels and a bad batch where like rebels, you know, you still you kind of just had the rebellion and you know, but you pared down to this specific crew and was able to tell the story. And I think this is another way of it. Um, kind of being pared down once again and being about clones and what happens after Order 66 and what happens after the fall of the Galactic Republic. Like, I think that this does such a great job of where do, where do clones fit in this? Um, what happens just in... Like, this is a very... This particular part is a very unexplored time in Star Wars right now, at least in the... Um, like the visual medium. Um, I can't talk too much to the books. Uh, but yeah, like I think that this this season had such a great uh, feeling of it and really felt like Star Wars and, and, and building on the canon, but also telling its own story. And yeah, I talked a lot. Uh, I'm going to move it over to Mitch. <laughs> all right. All right. No worries. You're here as a guest. You're here for your Star Wars knowledge, which Griffin and I clearly don't live up to that same level. But I will do my best to carry on through this episode. Um, When it comes to this show, I echo a lot of what Nick said with regards to filler and having that, like there's that one thread, but there are a few episodes that really don't like the only way they really tie back to it is that there were, I don't, are we spoileries yet? Or are we still going to try to stay non-spoiler? Let's stay spoiler free for a little bit longer. Okay. So there, there are a few episodes that don't heavily tie back into the central theme of, you know, the bad badge trying to navigate the lives of these specific clones post order 66. And I feel like the episodes that really focus on the core group and on the, 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 this group of clones and their struggles are really, really strong. And I feel like the episodes that don't rely far too heavy on nostalgia or tie-ins to other star Wars properties that it just kind of loses me as like, eh. It's just another, it's the, the MacGuffin is an Easter egg. 
which is great for fans of the lore and who are, who've been with the series since the beginning. But for those who are just trying to watch this as a standalone thing, it's like, okay, what is, why is this important? What is the history of this thing? Like it doesn't, it, it feels almost more. So they're trying to tie this series back into the wider star Wars canon than to have it stand on its own laurels and be its own story as a shorter, maybe eight to 10 episode show. I'd be, you know, giving it all the praise in the world. I just felt like there was too much of it that relied on nostalgia or Easter eggs rather than sticking to that core story throughout the season. Yeah, I think I'm somewhere in between you two where like I thought this was I thought 16, I thought this was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um I especially loved that weird episode where they were just like yeah, the bad batches there, but like, oh well. For me, it was seeing all of these references and stuff not being the point, but being like, yeah, these are established peoples within Star Wars canon. Like, the Bad Batch was everywhere in the Clone Wars, and they established that right from the beginning. It just felt so good. I think, Nick, you had mentioned it, like, Clone Wars is this big epic, and then Rebels, I love Rebels, because Rebels is about that family. It is mm-hmm. It is this... Yeah group of people that found each other this feels so much like rebels to me like in that way of it is this group of people that have found each other that will fight for each other no matter what against any odds and i always love that dynamic when it comes to shows um the thing that i love more than anything in this though is just the is very much just the bad batch themselves all the characterizations hunter record even crosshair and the fact that it's all still D. Bradley Baker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, I was super worried when they announced this that they would be like, oh, and guess what? This is going to be the time where clones aren't voiced by him. I was like, no, you you do this. If you, you do this right. Yeah, you have to tell the story with, though, with those characters with D. Bradley Baker. There's no one else who can be the voice of these clones. And I feel like... I hope that they're telling these stories now while they can, while they still have him. I think the only other person you could do is Tamora Morrison, who voiced the original, like Django Fett and the clones and was the, it was Django Fett and the clones, I guess shouldn't just say voiced. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that this, uh, to your point, Griffin, like this definitely does a great job of having that Rebels feel and having that family feel. I think the other thing that is interesting about, um, you know, is Dave Filoni is, of course, in, in the show we have Omega, um, who, uh, you know, very much fits into that uh, Filoni archetype of strong, gruff uh, adult figure and this, like, trying to protect this you know child uh whether it's you know like teenager or a a, te- a teenager in the in the form of um ahsoka or like the child in the mandalorian um or did, did, sorry uh, i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta interject did you just refer to her as omega yeah omega I mean, it's omega well, her oh, name it's is... O- it's Omega. It's Omega. It's Omega. All of them say Omega. O- o- Omega is say because Omega. Tamora Morrison is, is a New Zealander. So it's with that yeah. accent. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm I like, just... you can't you can't just do that. Nah, it's Omega. Omega. It's Omega. Actually, I love the little detail that Omega is technically older than the entire Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so great. Um, But yeah, and then, you know, the Child of Mandalorian and now this. Like, there's, there's definitely a central theme that... Uh, 
that Filoni really likes. And I think like it it's in Ohana. other Ohana means family. Well, I think in the other in the other shows it would feel or in other less skilled um storytellers would make that feel very trite and like okay we see this coming and i think at the beginning of this i'm like all right here we go feloni um i think that you also are able to play with that in so many different ways i mean with um ahsoka and um and anakin obviously like eventually anakin becomes darth vader oh now we're in spoiler talks guys uh <laughs> God, i mean you just spoiled something that's like 40 years old at this point it's fine uh but uh it's nothing yeah. in this series if you right. avoid it for the next two minutes right uh, right right uh but yeah then you know th- them having conflict later on um and having that relationship kind of develop in the way that it does uh and then also with the child and Grogu, um, I guess also spoilers for Mandalorian. Uh, here I go spoiling everything. Uh, but uh, so far the... you spoiled everything but this show. So exactly, sure. exactly. Uh, so you know, like at the end where you know he kind of like sends. If we're going to spoil full spoilers uh, for different shows, uh, you know when he sends them away with Luke, like there there is that different dynamic than what we've seen before and i think this is another way you can be like okay like because you know you have things like omega being older than the clones and being you know having almost more knowledge i think this this also like has again not spoilery yet but like kind of a loose ties to probably what we get with the future with clones and trying to uh, clone a force user i i a thousand times throughout this entire season felt like oh omega is going to use the force especially at the end episode and then we'll get into that later. thank you they yep. keep okay before i go any further because i have to talk we have to talk about this spoiler it, film. We're, well, yeah, we there's no way not film. to mm-hmm. so if you haven't seen the bad batch and you're listening to this right now pause the episode go watch it the 16 episodes are worth it most of them half uh, an hour. Maybe maybe twelve of them. Oh no! You, you, I, hush. you be quiet. I think I, want to talk about I think one one is there's one that I would ultimately consider not like a, a, a filler episode at all. Like I I, I think the the uh, Rancor episode. That's where I'm like, all right, that all the things that Mitch says, I'm like, I get. Like yeah. I felt that in that episode, but all the rest of them, okay. I disagree. Spoil- hold on, hold on. We didn't, we didn't like her from finish. Spoilers from this yep. point forward. Go watch it. Spoilers, spoilers, 100%. all the spoilers. Full spoilers now. Yeah, agreed on the Rancor episode. But if you yeah. are going to say that about the freaking episodes with God, I'm forgetting the name off the top of my head. Yeah, Shand. With first off, Fennec rocks. I but I expected a lot more of her. No, um, Hera. The... Oh, Hera. Gotcha. Sorry. Oh, Yo. Hera. Yeah. Those those were filler. Can we talk about the 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 best one though? I think uh, finale. And it, it, no, I think it's the first one. It's the first episode. Yeah, it's the first episode. Uh, Hearing right. Freddie Prince Jr. and being like, okay, yeah, "Oh that my was, God, that's that that's his master!" Like that's right. And I'm like, "This yeah. is where Order sixty six happens for him." And I think there's yeah. a lot of episodes 
in this season of Star Wars that are are interesting because of the time period that it's taking place in. I think when you get the Hera episodes, like it can't. I think it could have been taken as like a oh yeah, we're just tying this into Rebels more just to tie it into Rebels. But I think because you are in the state there you're in, and because we you know have seen the the um, her parents as Clone Wars um, figures. Um, you, you, you kind of like see the political intrigue that's left from Clone Wars and when, um, you, you know, when, when the empire takes over, um, I don't, I got, I can't remember the planet at, the, at this point. Um, but uh, like, the when, one, the, like the, like, that's the thing is some the, of these episodes, the Twilight it's like, planet. yeah, the episode just before the Hera episodes, basically in the, in the viewing order. Ryloth, Ry- thank you so much. Ra- yep. Raxus? No, it's Ryloth. That's Ryloth. Rest Ryloth, Ryloth is, the, is the Twilight planet. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I always, I always get that mi- mixed up with uh, Felucia, which is where uh, Ala Sakura dies. Um, so, yeah. Fucking like, nerd. Yeah. yeah. It's like, um, here's the thing that I've learned with Filoni at this point, with specifically the animated shows. Filoni does not put in major characters like Hera without reason. It makes sense. Like, I think, I think, like, you could, you could make an argument for the Cad Bane thing, where, like, he definitely was in there for a plot device to kind of take uh, uh, Omega away, but also, Mm -hmm. like, to reaffirm he's still in this universe. Um, I don't know if if you guys know, but, like, in uh, seasons, the, the undeveloped season five or six episodes, um, the uh they had like a uh a storyboarded out the last confrontation with um with boba fett and cad bane and that's where i believe cad bane dies um was supposed to die and that's where um because they have like a uh very similar to what happens in bad batch actually they have kind of an old west kind of draw like a duel um and cad bane shoots the helmet and that's where he gets the dent. That's where Boa Fett mm-hmm. gets the dent. And that's where Cad Bane is supposed to die. But if you notice in this show, Cad Bane has a metal plate on his head. What that was not there in Clone Wars. So like, did that happen? Did that still happen canonically? I think no. And I think no for I think Cad Bane was in this to remind people that Cad Bane existed. Exactly. Because uh, well, there's think, currently rumors that Cad Bane yeah. is going to be in the book of Boba Fett. I can I, see uh, it. I honestly, I don't think he's the only character from this show that's going to show up there. I can see yeah. it. I can see a I lot see, of characters. I can see honestly. live action Bad Batch in that show. I can see Omega showing up in that show. I think it's like, too bloated. I, but point, I thought I that the Easter eggs they threw into this made it too bloated. I can totally we talk disagree. for a second about Fennec? Yeah. First off, Ming-Na Wen fucking rocks great love her to death disney royalty like the way they promoted that fennec was in the show i thought for sure she was going to be like this huge part like she joined the batch or something like she would be a mm-hmm. consistent reoccurring like character nah she's in it for like this one mission i think like, a couple episodes. episodes i think she will be season two like i think like this is just the start of it um but yeah i, I love I, what they did i love what they did though where she was like you think that she's trying to like take Omega back to Kamino where it's actually mm-hmm. the opposite of the chief scientist trying to keep Omega away from Kamino. It's just, I love the amount of intrigue around that plot, the plot of the 
the the Bad Batch clones and Omega and Kamino and the fall of Kamino and everything that that entails. That's all fucking rad. Mm-hmm. It's the other stuff feel, makes it feel more bloated than it needed to be. I I want to ask Mitch, uh, what particularly did you like not gel with? I guess it's not like I am a Star Wars fan, so like I see the things like the Rancor, like Cad Bane, like these easter eggs pop up i'm like oh that's fun but it also i go from that to being like okay and what's going on here like why is this happening what is the thrust forward for these characters and the majority of it is just oh we need money or we need to do these things so that sid keeps us alive or not turning us in like it felt very it felt like this the show tried to tell two different stories of you know mission of the week and this one recurring plot line throughout. And I feel like focusing on one or the other would have been great, but trying to split people's, you know, um, perception of the show kind of lessened the product as a whole for me personally. Even knowing, like, I would connect with a lot of these Easter eggs more so than, you know, the layman viewer who... (laughs) Maybe they watch the major Star Wars films, but they haven't watched any of the animated stuff. They don't know any of this stuff outside of the core films. Maybe they've watched Mandalorian. Maybe they haven't. You don't like there's there's a lot there that really pulls on nostalgia to keep this show moving. And I feel like that's something Filoni has done with uh, Clone Wars and to an extent Rebels, although I would argue Rebels told a more succinct story uh, and didn't have as much filler like in general versus this show. But that being said, I still appreciate the story that was told. It just I felt like it could have been tighter. Man, you remember Rebels a lot differently than I do. Yeah, I remember a same lot same. of filler. Yeah. No, I, I been like the thing with Re- I think the difference between Rebels and this for me is Disney Plus launched in what November 2019. That sounds about right. And I that was the first opportunity really? I'd ever had as a Canadian to binge Rebels. And oh, I binge, always forget I did. about that. I binged that show over the course of like a week. And it was great because like at times, yeah, there might've been some filler, but I was always, I always felt like there was something after that drove that main plot forward. I think maybe the week to week format that I consumed this kind of lessened that impact for me. I felt like, like maybe if I go back now and binge it, I would feel differently, but like I would watch, I watched like the first episode and I thought it was phenomenal. Watch the next, next one when it came out, I'm like, eh. and then, you know, took a couple weeks and then watched two or three in a row. I was like, yeah, there's still the plot I'm expecting here, but there's also some stuff I didn't really feel like I needed. And I would I would wane from this show as it was coming out as opposed to other things that'll be dropped on Disney Plus, Mandalorian, the, all the Marvel stuff, most of the Disney stuff even. Shout out to High School Musical, the musical, the series. I used too many things in there, but I don't care because that show's friggin' rad. And we have no, to you talk nailed about it. it you, you got it right. There's just a lot there. Yeah, yeah there's... That being said, I felt like there were things, other things that Disney Plus did a great job of keeping me with the content week to week. The Bad Batch was not that. That's interesting. Yeah, I I think for me, like, looking back, like, I think there is some filler. But, like, the the three that I would argue is the Cad Bane episode, which I still think has some great moments, especially, I mean, the not... I guess the the first Cad Bane episode I think is great because you have that kind of connection um, there. But I do think that you can make an argument for it being like, oh, well, this is Cad Bane back. Uh, but I think what's also cool about that episode is seeing things like uh, Braca actually coming into something besides the um, the 
um, video game universe with, you know, obviously it being from uh, Jedi Fallen Order and kind of seeing that the world fleshed out in that way where I, I see more of these things. And I, again, I, I think the one weak episode, the one massively weak episode is the Rancor episode. Um, and I don't, the other thing is like, they name the Rancor in this this show, but that's not the name that the Rancor has in Return of the Jedi. So is this a different Rancor? Like, is I this, you know, did they rename it? Like, is it a yeah. baby rank? Like, is it? I also think we're looking too rank? much into a rancor. Well, that's well, what they, but, but that's what they kind of show it as because Bib Fortuna comes in and is like, "Hey, we we were looking for this rancor. Thank you for getting it back." So it's like, I feel like it's it's hinted at, like, "Oh, that's the rancor that Luke fights," but it's not. Like, well, we don't know that. It's Could not be. like like unless they like renamed it. Like, we never heard a name of the Rancor in the original trilogy. We know, I we don't hear the name, but I believe canonically we do know it. I can't remember what it is, oh. but I don't think it was the same. Uh, anyways, they could have renamed it too, like whatever. Uh, but I think that was the one where it's like, oh, member berries sort of thing. We're like, ah, remember the Rancor? Um, but I think also the episode with the sisters from season seven of Clone Wars, I think was that another. That was great. It was a that. great episode. I just think like it was another thing. Like, oh yeah, they're still around. Like that sort yeah, of Ahsoka thing. name dropped. It, it it creates that bridge from Clone yeah. Wars into this into uh, Mando season two into the eventual Ahsoka series. Of uh, Filoni loves weaving his stuff together, and that's fine. I think I just felt like this did more than it needed to in terms of tying things together rather than just telling the story of the Bad Batch. Even with those, like, I do feel like, though, even still, like, thriller or not, they did great things for those characters. Like, the Rancor yeah. episode is what set Omega apart for me of, oh, shit, you're on your own. You got to figure this out. <laughs> okay, I've done a little more research, and comicbook.com has done the work, and apparently Moochie, the Rancor we see in the Bad Batch, is not the same as the one in the Rancor pit that went by the name of Patissa. Because Moochie right. is female and Patissa was a male Rancor. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like that was that was just the weird one for me. I think also the episode with the um, the gangster that that raised that, yeah, took over that, for that one that one yeah. yeah that one was a little bit it did brag on, but like I think even still like it gave even that episode like gave the Bad Batch things to do in a way of like developing their characters and developing their relationships. You know, like we don't know, we know Bad Batch from the Clone Wars, but we don't know like them as the de fully developed characters and um, kind of seeing that and also seeing things like uh, Tarkin coming back before. I think, yep. it, it, I think in this show, he's named Grand Moff in it, like at some point, because I think he's, he starts out as Grand Admiral um in the beginning and i think that it's like a passing mention of him being promoted to grand moff which i think if i remember if that just in terms of uh what i've been told because i haven't read the book um but i believe is off from when he was appointed grand moff in the book um but i could be wrong but it's like it's cool to see like his disdain for the clones and kind of developing that um idea of you know, like the turning it over conscripted soldiers as opposed to exactly like, like kind of bringing that idea over and to be able to follow orders and kind of hit, seeing his interactions with um, crosshair and well, and then also leads us to seeing one of the coolest things I think we saw in this series 
is the idea of training the TK troopers. Mm-hmm. Who's training them? But it's commandos. We get clone commandos yeah, in Bad Batch making the fucking commando soldiers cannon, which I thought was great. Yeah, I love that. Like, it is everything is here for a reason. Like, I did not think we were going to be getting this crosshair story when this started of they're, they're being replaced. Like, yeah. yeah, we know that eventually the clones got replaced with people. Yeah. How, he however, got- the wording is there with Star Wars because clones are people too and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's almost like they have like three different series where they smash that point home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really like the clones. They it's really kind of really like, like with uh, Crosshair's story is like opposite Vegeta's from Dragon Ball Z, where you just yeah. like. Nerd. I, 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 I have issues with Crosshair's story, but I'll let you make your point and then I want to get into it. I just think like he kind of starts off as like the, the gruff character, like. And but is a part of this team and then like separates himself because he's like, no, that's not the way we go. The clones always follow orders. Like it's it's very much a separation. Like it feel it very much feels like Vegeta's story told in reverse. Um, yeah, but, I can yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I had a lot of issues with crosshairs, but at the end of the day, I, I enjoyed it enough. Yeah, I, I have two major issues I, with with crosshairs and the way he's portrayed in the series. At the beginning of the show, they intensify the signal to his inhibitor chip to make him comply. But by the end of the series, he says he dug it out himself, essentially. When? How? Without no one noticing what's going on? What? That didn't make any sense. I mean, he's also a sniper. Yeah, he's also a sniper. Like, he could, he's stealth You cannot perform surgery on yourself. Yes, you can. Not brain surgery. You can't. Yeah, but there, like, we saw in, um... Oh fuck! Well, it, obviously in this in this show as well. What we saw in um, the Clone Wars season seven, um, where you know Rex has his chip removed. I'm sure he just went to a Venator ship and just fucking got like went through the process and had it had it done there. Like, I think that him him removing it himself is kind of like a not him actually going in and taking it out. Like himself, I think it's more of a thing of like, oh yeah, like going to the lab, getting it removed. Like he but did who's it going himself. To approve that, who's going to approve that procedure when he's the only living on Camino, oh, and the man. Empire is starting? I, I just I see issues with that part of it, and then also he just has them just straight up leave him on an abandoned planet that's been destroyed, with no way off. It's like you wouldn't have at least asked for a lift. I don't. I mean, yeah. there's also the chance that like Lama Su or Nala Say, the, uh, the scientists, were like got it out sneakily, Maybe. like they were doing their own shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yo, and that is so cool. Moving to that point of like seeing the Kaminoans like really kind of have their political thing of like, yo, like they gonna kick us. <laughs> they they're gonna like get us out of here and we need to fun. be prepared. Like Are you telling me that they actually have character now? Well, exactly. They had, they, had, they had a contingency and that contingency was Omega. Right? And it's it's so cool too because like seeing the Kaminoan clones that are, or the Kaminoan uh clothes in the end with that uh, that scientist like very much model the what we saw in um 
in Mandalorian with the Metachlorian count and all that, what whatever you know. Well, and with. what's night? What's interesting too is that scientist we see at the end is wearing the same outfit as the scientist we get in the Mandalorian. That's literally what I just said. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing of like they're all going to tie together, and yeah, for better or worse, that's what Star Wars is now. Oh, a hundred percent. Like it. What's if any, worse is, sorry, go ahead. I was just, I was just saying, if anything, um, you know, like the Star Wars is definitely getting more, especially under Filoni, is getting much more of a, or under what, you know, the the Filoni verse of it all, uh, is getting to a point where it's it's very much about family, like way it kind of was in the start, um, and I think like the great thing about Filoni is like he worked directly with George, like these feel like george's star wars but like an extension of it but like i mean it feels like kennedy to an extent right she worked at lucas for since like the beginning right yeah but i think like i think kathleen the great thing about kathleen kennedy is she is a fantastic producer there's a lot of movies where she has been under and it's fantastic i just don't think she was right for star wars in terms of that because i think obviously we see one the one common theme we see with literally everybody, no matter your opinions on the sequel trilogy, it's that it was it was rushed. It was um, it was very much, you know, like not planned out from the start. Um, and I think that they didn't have somebody and I somebody in the head like Filoni. Um, whereas, like with these, we, the thing that's always been consistent is the the animated universe and Mandalorian, where it's like there's a plan for every single thing that he's had um and i think that with this like it kind of he he makes it so it feels like a george lucas uh approved thing like i think the biggest thing with george lucas is that he was a great ideas guy but he always needed somebody to kind of hone him in he is the hideo hideo kojima of film no don't do Uh, that no a hundred percent and I'll tell you why, because he has some of like if if you look at some of the greatest Star Wars, the great most highly regarded Star Wars properties, it is like Empire Strikes Back. He had Larry Kasdan with him and like honing everything in. You look at you know the Clone Wars, which is highly regarded as some of the best Star Wars. Like he had Dave Filoni come in and work. I think working with side by side with George. Filoni has picked up on what makes George so great, but also has hit one ideas of his own. And then two, um, very much a way of, of, of being able to correct that and be, you know, an actual good story, like a storyteller. Um, I mean, we, again, we see with the prequels, how, when George is left to his own devices, they don't exactly turn out the greatest. Like, Again, say what you will about the prequels, but like they aren't exactly the most highly regarded Star Wars content, even though we would all we all love them. Um, and thanks to the Clone Wars, now that's like one of the best eras in the exactly. Star Wars mythos. Exactly for being the worst, yeah, for being the worst episodic Star Wars film, it now adds so much lore to that period of time that really does matter in the grand Star Wars lore and Bible, whatever you want to call it. Mark my words now. We will see. We're going to see more in like the sequels era, and yeah, I oh, think 100%. that's going to become the. Be- I think it's going to become even better than Clone Wars, and I so think I that actually will be because of Filoni. Yeah, I, w- I want to. I want to ask the two of you something, Griffin, Nick. 
is this emphasis on the Kaminoan cloning technology going to make episode nine better? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Because you know, this is all leading up to them figuring out how to do those gross clones in episode seven through nine of the emperor. And I don't know how Filoni can make that garbage better. It's going to make it better in the same way that Avengers Endgame made Thor the Dark World better. Yeah, but I think Thor the Dark World was still like a 5 out of 10. I would give give that last Star Wars a 5 out of 10. Well, I I, I would give worse, honestly. I'd put them both around a 6. I'd put it it at about a 7, 7, 8. Like, I I think that with the... The problem with the sequel trilogy is the fact that they they very much again it's it's the meme of it of oh I remember like I remember when the Millennium Falcon and all that and I think like there's moments in there like especially with Last Jedi where like you're getting new Star Wars like it feels like new Star Wars whereas like I feel like the Abrams uh parts of that trilogy very much feel like hey let's put these memorable characters in here and have them kind of like just puppet what they used to be. Um, oh, and so I think me that star Wars stories are heavily reliant on uh, Easter eggs nostalgia. and should just tell their own standalone stories, which is what I said off the top of this goddamn episode. Yeah, but you're saying this about bad batch, not the, the things that actually do have that. Uh, but oh God, I, no. I also want to say you were just you chose violence today, didn't you? Yo, but I, uh, yo, don't don't come for me. I'm I'm I'm, I'm protected Star Wars. <laughs> Listen, it's it's the scene in Last Black Man from San Francisco. All right, like it's the thing of like, yo, don't tell me you you hate Star Wars until you love Star Wars. Let me tell you, I've been in the you trench. Know I, love Star Wars, I have right? done the trench run. I have seen the Boon to Eve classic. I have lived the Star War. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, I, I think the... we have to wrap up. Nick's never coming back. Hostile takeover. I wouldn't be surprised. The, uh, yeah, but I just want to say um, it's really cool to see Filoni, and this is probably my last point. Um, I, I think the, the uh, well, I'll, I'll make my last points here. Of st- So the Camino stuff with seeing like the Venator ships over um over Camino and like taking out Camino. So fucking dope. But anyways, also, I think that this is the most solid season one that Dave Filoni has ever put out. Because I yes. think the the pro the, the great thing is seeing Filoni just be like getting better and better and better at what he does and him as a storyteller. Like obviously season season one of Clone Wars to me unwatchable. Like I yeah, okay. watched as little as I could about that and it Season one of Rebels, good, but not definitely like left a lot to be desired. And then when you get like the rest of it, it's amazing. Like one of the things that's widely known about Filoni is that he does not have good season one. He does not have good starts at all. Like season one of Rebels even is not good. Yo, the Mandalorian, Mandalorian, but the Mandalorian season one is fine. It is fine. It is is good. It's really good at parts. But it is fine. The Mandalorian season two is where actually Dave Filoni does what he does best, and I think that this is the first season one. I think most of the way through, where I'm like, oh, Dave Filoni actually had a way to tie into every single one of these properties, have an interesting through line of like, all right, where is this gonna go? 
and then also was able to develop these interpersonal relations to each one of these characters. Like, I think, like, the Omega, and I think the other thing is, that to put it on top of that, we did, this is one of the first, uh, I think this might even be the first season one of a Dave Filoni show that we've actually had the protagonist be um, characters that we've seen before in other um, properties. Um, so I think that also gives it a leg up that we kind of know about them before, you know, going into yes. it. Um, accurate. With the exception of, like, Anakin and Obi-Wan, but duh. But still, yeah, exactly. I guess that is that is fair, actually. Um, they, but, they, yeah. Let's be real here. They're not the main character of Clone Wars. No, 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 100%. Everyone's the main character in Clone Wars. I would say that Ahsoka in particular is the main character yeah. in Clone Wars. But... Um, but yeah, I think that, especially with this being 16 episodes, I think it's a cool little out. I think the episodes that that are a little bit um filler i would say like the, the the episodes that are filler are kind of in and out they don't feel as integral as uh as bad of a, of a of a hindrance to the season because there is so many integral episodes and even in the filler episodes there are stuff where it's like okay like we're leading into the next thing that's going to be um important in next episode like i think like the cutaways to to lamasu um and in in camino and um them talking about you know the cloning process and cutaways to grand grandma tarkin and that other um star wars i think he's uh general or whatnot um but uh, yeah, like the, having those interpersonal relationships being developed as well, like that was really cool to see, um, and have them really stand out uh, as well as the the official cast. So yeah. the character you're referring to, I believe, is Vice Admiral Rampart. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. Man, I love how easy it is to hate the Empire. Yeah, it's just so easy. yeah. They don't make it hard. They do not make it hard. I mean, they're literally modeled after Nazis. Like there is that. Yeah. yeah, they did do that salute in uh, episode seven. Well, also like like George's initial design, like design from us, which is basically they're, Nazi Germany. They're literally like, called yeah. stormtroopers. Yeah, like, yeah. If you like, if there is no like nuance there. Yeah. Uh, there's so many like awesome and wonderful things though about like just this series in general, but I stand that the best way to watch Star Wars is animated. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I have the same. I have the same feeling with what we're getting out of Marvel's What If right now that you can catch new review episodes from us every week around what late Wednesday, early Thursday it should be there for you on your podcast feed of choice. Uh, they can just go to such different places animated that it's you're just stuck mm -hmm. with physical limitations when you're doing live action that you are not when you go to animation. Mm -hmm. 100%. I, also, this is just a, this is a very little thing about Star Wars that I both love and hate. I love, love, love how much they can get us to care about droids. Yo, the best thing I was and just I saying hate when they take them away, <laughs> I was just saying this about, uh, I, I can't remember to who it was to, uh, but I think the best thing to come out of the Disney Star Wars era is uh the star wars disney or whatever um is the droids like i think like you look any single property that has come out since uh disney got or acquired uh star wars like you look at bb-8 i think my favorite droid um 
just like I, I, I enjoyed C3PO and R2D2 as side characters always. Like they're they're mainstays, they're great. But like BBA was the first story where I'm like, I want everything. I literally have three different versions of BB-8 behind me in figure form. Like, actually, four, I think. Um, anyways, but, and then you just look at K2SO, and then you look at, uh, even in the video games, with uh, BD-1. BD-1, like... Excuse like, me. my favorite droid of all time. Excuse me. Or second favorite, actually. Y'all are throwing shade at my boy IG-11. I will not have it. Oh, IG-11, I mean, yeah. My that's favorite, another my, thing. Yeah, BD is my second. My favorite droid of all time is Chopper. Chopper, mm. yeah, Chopper is Chopper's a Chopper. 100%. Chopper's also a war criminal. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's that too. He's sass. He's sass. He's sass incarnate. Look, I want He's a series sassy. that is just R2-D2 and Chopper just terrorizing the galaxy. I would Because be that's so what they would that. do if they left to their own devices. I would be absolutely down for that. See, 3 Dude, I just, there just, being I just like, realized we could get a season two cameo in the Bad Batch of IG. Yeah, you yeah you could. Why not? It's an assassin yeah. droid. As long as it's showing up so, before the end of season one of Mando. Do you true. do you think the presence of IG eleven negates the presence of IG eighty eight ever being in, back in the universe? I don't care. I don't think IG eleven yeah. is best. Yes, but because no, very but, few people actually cared about IG eighty eight. Oh no, I disagree. So I just want to put like tip the hat to you guys of. Uh, a thing that happens, I believe, in one of the books of IG-88 almost literally becomes the Death Star. <laughs> is this a canon thing? But, I mean, not anymore. Long. Not anymore. But it was. I'm just going to put it out there. He's a deadly... If you're looking for a Hitman... Like, give me a Hitman game with IG-88. We're good. Actually, I kind of want a Star Wars like Hitman game. Right, right. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, I would all. I would rather it be IG Eleven because then they could just get Taika Waititi back to voice it, and I, mean, I would just be happy fair. playing a game that is just us listening to Taika Waititi being very droid-like for 10, 15 hours. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. You know what's a shame, and this is just generally. I'm I'm still on clone on droids just in general. That it, it's like the make your own droid things at Disney World and Disneyland. You can only make either BB units or R units. Mm. Let us make BD units. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. There's not I, there's not figures of BD one out there either. Like really, I mean, you can get them there in like must the, be, but no, you oh. can get them in the um oh in uh the the Cal Kestis Black series. But like that's yeah. obviously like the, the little tiny tiny guy. Yeah, BD one doesn't really have his own stuff. Yeah, I think that's just a it, it's a shame. And I do I do feel like before the end of the Filoni era, we will get a live action Cal Kestis and BD one. And that's when you'll get your figure, because the way that they've been tying all of these properties in from books to movies to television to animation to video games, there's no reason that these characters can't find a way to cross over. And I think uh, Cal Kestis is ripe for a live action appearance, whether, whether they age him up or not, whether they wait five, 10 years to, to put him into something else like that character will show up outside of the Jedi fallen order. Games. Dude, could you imagine I, the bad batch chilling with the crew from Jedi fallen order? I, I, I was going to say, I think he's going to be in uh bad batch, like really soon. Like I'd rather see a more aged Cal Kestis show up in, like, I think he, Mando or Boba. Oh, I think he dies. Or Ahsoka, I think he, ha- or he has to those. die. He has to die. And if they're doing yeah. like a trilogy, he has to die in the third one. I don't think I, he makes I, it I out of. Yeah, I don't think he makes it out of. 
before the you don't think he makes it out of the the original trilogy timeline i don't think he makes it into the original trilogy timeline i mean he's already almost there i mean he's got like 19 years right yeah. well i guess that's not right he's got let's assume that the next jedi fallen order game jedi whatever take it's probably going to take a place right picking up right after and then they'd probably do that again yeah make it a trilogy he's not lasted 19 years yeah, yeah, I, 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 I de- especially because he's trying to make the the fallen. Well, he's trying to make the a, a order of Jedi or Jedi users, for, Force users, Force users. Uh, Force users yeah. yeah, I don't know why I say Jedi users, but an order of Jedi's, much like um, in the previous canon, how Luke did, and I, I guess in this canon, how Luke did. I don't think he makes it there. I think he maybe gets one or one or two, but I think he he has to die. I think the problem that we get with these prequel stories and all that is the fact that we get um, we get to a point where it's like okay, it's the same thing with Marvel, where you know we have problem we have with X Men and Fantastic Four and how they're going to introduce that into the universe. But with Marvel, we have the multiverse. Uh, with this, we have wrinklings of the multi of a, a time travel and stuff. We don't really have um, a multiversal thing quite wrinklings. yet. We have no, wrinkling. We have an entire other dimension that is accessible for time Right, travel. right, right. But that's only been mentioned a couple of times. We have an like, entire and... Christmas special about well, time travel. Yes, I, don't do. know, I don't know if I could... I, I don't know if they, I... Yeah. They've said that the Christmas special is canon, haven't they? <sighs> they have not. Maybe? No, it is not canon. <laughs> I was going to say. But, but with Rebels, Lego you have every canon. Star Wars fan in the world. But with Rebels, we have gotten time travel, and we have gotten, like... Yeah. like with Clone Wars, we have gotten kind of an interdimensional thing. Um, See, I don't I, think they. I don't think they will kill off that character. I think they will do what they did with um, uh, Ezra in Rebels, and like hint that he's out there somewhere, but we don't know where or for what purpose. Similarly to like, if, like you said, oh yeah, trying to create a new order of Force users that'll go wrong, and he'll just end up going out into the universe to like meditate or some BS or something. I think that I don't think it dies. I think that quickly becomes a problem, though, because then you just like, yeah, we're just going to jettison everybody into the into space. Uh, and like, so they can't. They're, they're like, all just oh, they're hanging out until they come back. Yeah, they're, they're hanging out in the in the plot jail before until they can come out when the death, second Death Star blows up. Like, I mean, Star Wars in general has a protagonist problem. And I think the Bad Batch is going to resolve some of that because we know these we expect that these characters can't make it forever we know how the yeah. uh, the aging process works on these these clones and like just looking back through star wars you know mythology outside of like an old obi-wan or you know um what's his face uh that freddie prince jr voice that i'm forgetting Kanan, the name of Kanan Jarrus, Kanan, that's, yeah that's Kanan Kanan Jarrus. come out of this the stars yeah, and I think part of that was the sacrifice he made. And I don't yeah. I feel like Star Wars has the issue with doing that with main characters. But they have like, to, we right? haven't it's seen like... it a ton, right? Like even even Kanan was uh, I would say he was part of that core group, but he was not the protagonist, as was the protagonist of that series. And they found yeah. a way to keep him around. Ahsoka with Clone Wars, they found a way to keep her around, even getting to a point of Luke. Luke stayed around to get into the sequel trilogy. So mm-hmm. like they don't they don't take those risks the way that other properties do. And I feel like they need to start doing that to make it feel like there's some weight behind the things that these characters do. 
I just think that Cal Kessis is doing trying to do too much uh, for to to be able to stay around. Like I think we get we get him older, but I think we get him on the precipice of uh, maybe at the most maybe we get him like in like not in episode four obviously, but like in that time period. Like I don't think he gets it makes it to like Empire. Or, Mandalorian. Yeah, I think times, we could basically. see him being like maybe like he's old and imagine though he doesn't have the abilities of the force what if or something like that. Imagine though, if you will. So we've all seen Avatar: The Last, Last Airbender here, right? Nope. Wait, what? Seriously, Mitch, you got it. Uh, welcome back hell, to uh, Avatar Plus and us. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, uh, so. Spoilers, I guess, a little bit. I try. I'll take my headphones off. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna say really quickly. So, spoilers for Avatar: The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, if you haven't seen it. So, there's a power in the Avatar universe of taking the bending abilities away. Do we ever see taking the Force abilities away? No. No yeah. way. I, I see. I think that's that's no. a way to. I think that's a way to get around that problem of of like, oh, this person was a force user, like, and and taking the that only, away. The only reason I don't see it getting taken away, or see the ability to take away people's access to the force, mm-hmm. is because we have this reoccurring theme of people blocking themselves from the force. That's true. Yeah. And Star Wars, whether it's Filoni, whether it's Lucas, whether it's John Favreau, everybody. Well, I guess John mm-hmm. Favreau hasn't done it because he literally did on the Mandalorian. But beside the point, everyone loves to cut themselves off from the Force for some reason. That's true. <laughs> Can I? They yeah, love doing. Yeah, Y'all nerds done talking about avatars and Mandalorians yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, for some reason, there everyone's like the Force. I don't need it. We're just gonna that throw it away. Yeah, like that's that, another. It's happened too many times at this point. I was say that's another avenue. I think that. Cal could go under and like it would be really cool to see him um make it give to, up on the force. Well give up on the force and return to uh or 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 and um kind of get uh like get be able to live towards the end of Return of the Jedi and see the fall of the Empire and be like, oh my god, like this is like, we're free, you know. And I think what would be really cool if is if in like the third game, and obviously we we've gotten way away from Bad Batch. This is but not like, Bad Batch. It's not a video, Star Wars video. We'll eventually get back. We haven't even talked about the we'll, actual story of Bad we'll br- Batch. We'll bring it no, back. We we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. I just want to say, we'll bring it back and Return of the Jedi, uh, he'll be like, oh, cheering up and all that. And uh, we'll definitely like just see the closure there. It'll be really cool. Anyways, uh, okay, going... We're bringing it back. Going back to Bad Batch. Because we have gotten so off the point, but Star Wars is Star Wars. This just happens. There isn't really a good way to go episode by episode with this one, where it's all kind of just one consistent story with like the couple mm-hmm. general episodes. Like the general story of this is—I don't think we need to do a full recap. It's the Bad Batch is Hunter Tech Crosshair Wrecker, Wrecker and Echo. Uh, Echo, fucking the best. I love. Echo. Oh yeah. Um, in actuality, I just I love Wrecker. Wrecker is hilarious to me every mm-hmm. second. I, I just I love the the episode when they're trying to smuggle whatever it is because this whole thing kind of blends together. But uh, Hunter sells Echo as a droid. Oh yeah, that was such a good exchange. But sorry, go ahead with the rest that of your great. Star Wars. Um, it's basically about just these five clones 
dealing with the fallout of Order 66 and Omega joining them and them having their own family, surviving, dealing with Sid, which, man, I hated Sid when Sid was first introduced. Yeah. Voiced by uh, Rhea Perlman, who I think did a great job in the role, to be honest. I agree. Yeah, it was. I don't know why I hated Sid at first. If I'm really being honest, I just did. And then Sid ended up being this awesome, lovable character. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Running missions for Sid, meeting up with their old friends. Like, freaking Captain Rex comes back at one point. Which I love. Cutter was the other one. I was like, whoa, we're bringing back Cutter? Like, Houser and Gregor are in this? Yeah. Everyone's in this. It's just like, what is the fallout? What happens to these clones? Because, like, I mean, you we've all seen it. They're this huge, menacing presence throughout the prequels. And then they just don't exist in the main story. Well, what's so then, cool is that I, I think that you see the fall of the Galactic, Repu- Galactic Republic and then the start of the Empire almost immediately. Like, almost like a snap of a finger and there it is. You know, like, they're, like they've already, like, uh, kind of have like a ID check system. They already have like things in place. Like it happens we have, immediately. Um, we have that second episode with Cutter mm-hmm. where it's like, oh yeah, those we have chain codes now. Chain codes, chain yeah. Codes, yeah. Which he actually is a bit of, like that was uh, mentioned in the Mandalorian too, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to, they're using chain codes to track targets. So just understanding like the chain codes here meant to be some sort of identification. And then just, the fact that we get to post Empire and they're using that to literally kill people. Mm. It's a lot. I mean, the Empire is using it for that too. <laughs> yeah. I think the it's other. A little cool, bit more subtly. I think the other cool thing and the kind of like sad thing is seeing at the end, uh, the final episode when they're walking past the, the, um, Birthing chamber, chamber is what I would say. The the spooshy uh, pods, yeah, yeah, the spooshy. But you had pods. it right. The birthing chambers. The birthing chambers. Uh, the uh, and, and seeing like them all go down, it's like, yo, that's like five hundred of my brothers and sisters, like you know, like yeah. Well, mostly brothers, I guess, but um, no, one in sister. Fact, all we brothers. should talk about, yeah. Which yeah, Omega. Omega sh- is the big like the big deal about this show. Yeah. Omega's the MacGuffin. You gotta think that MacGuffin be a person. Yeah. Why not? I mean, we had that in Mando season one. Seems to be just be a Star Wars thing. Well, yeah, yeah, we do. But like, let's be real here. Grogu doesn't have much characterization other than being cute in the first episode. He does some puking and stuff. That was fun. Likes to eat things. I don't know how to respond to that. He did. He puked a lot. But I also have spent like about an hour today cleaning up puke from my dog. So that's the brainwave that I'm at. <laughs> he's Fair puking. Enough. That's fun. I mean, hey, at least he's not a terrible being when he's like eating the eggs in the second <laughs> season. I mean, that just makes us as humans reconsider the fact that we're eating eggs and doing similar things. Yeah, but we don't care. We yeah, care more about some of this mythical being doing. See, the thing is, uh, I just want to say, uh, Mitch, just right here, said that uh, puking, better than the Bad Batch. I just want to let everybody know, uh, that's canonically what he said. Yeah. Um, you know, direct all your that. hate to Mr. Mitch George. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can catch me, Mr. Mitch George, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Twitch. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that, 
How'd that turn from us making fun of him into a shameless plug? I know, it's what I do best. It. He always does it. You got to get used to it, Griffin. You got to get used to it. <laughs> but so, yeah, so we have this story of them going off doing their own. They do a few jobs for um, Sid, trying to get in good graces with her. Mm-hmm. Basically being like, hey, she's going to turn us in if we don't. Which, you know what? Fuck you, Sid, but also fair. You yeah. make some money. Uh, they start to develop relationships. Um, eventually, we re- they realize that they are, in fact, being hunted by none other than Crosshairs himself, as well as some bounty hunters. Uh, there's this bounty hunter, Fennec, who keeps popping up. They th- we think that she's there to kidnap Omega. Turns out she's there to protect Omega. Cat Bane shows up. Shit goes down. When Cad Bane shows up for the first time, I am literally screaming. It's so cool. It's like me in season two of The Mandalorian when the he gets on that pod racing engine. No, nah, it's Dude, the hallway scene for me in season two. Come on. Seriously, though, like when Cad Bane shows up and he shoots Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. That was real I was dope. so hyped. Real dope. Uh, yeah, they fight Bane. Or Fennec, in particular, fights Bane. Um, just being absolutely badass. Kicking his ass. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's just talk for a second. Like the choreography or the animation, the, the personalization they give to the different Bad Batch clones is so much fun because you see Hunter being an absolute badass with a knife and tracking. Wrecker just being this big old tank. Echo doing his robot thing and Tech being techie. It's so much fun. Tech and Echo working together is like who I want to fix my computer when it breaks. A hundred percent. They are Geek Squad incarnate. <laughs> also, let's just be real here. Wrecker is absolutely 100% a himbo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A what? A himbo? himbo. Do you what not know that? what a himbo is? I'm sorry. That, 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 a himbo? I, you have to deal with this old man. Uh... <laughs> yeah, th- clearly, clearly. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you look that up into Google? <laughs> well, I did. did and you? then uh, Urban Dictionary comes up, and the result is think bimbo, but better. Were you terrified of what you found? This is probably one of the greatest moments of the entire podcast right now. Mitch learning what a himbo is. Oh my god. Today I learned. But, but yeah, I think I think uh, going to the choreography part, it'd be interesting. And I don't know if this season did. At least noticeably it, it wasn't. Um, but in season 7 of The Clone Wars, we see the first, at least what I am aware of, the first instance of motion capture in one of these animated shows with Ray Park standing in for uh, Darth Maul and actually recording the 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 motion, the uh, mocap. mocap, thank you. Um, and like actually like doing the choreography for Maul, like it's really cool to see. And I hope that happens more in this show, but I don't believe this does in this episode. I think or... it used a little bit of mocap. Yeah. So I think like the, I, I... Don't not quote me on this because I'm not 100% sure. But I want to say that the Fennec Cad Bane fight was mocap. That makes sense. Like they used it for fight choreography. Yeah. Rather than, you know, running. Right. Which I can't blame people for. Right. There's, there's so much so much to talk about, though, with like the show just in general of it being so damn good. Oh, it's, um, yeah, it's fantastic. I, yeah, like I, I, I give it I give it a hard time, but like overall I enjoyed what I got out of this show. Just to put that out there. 
Like I love Star Wars and I loved this. There were just parts that dragged more than I would have hoped they did. He loves I, it. Like I kind of talked about a couple of mine. Were there any other like any like major standout moments for you guys? Mitch, we'll, we can start with you. All the, all the all the I mean, just to go back to this theme of family. Any like we go from the beginning of the show of Hunter trying to pawn off Omega to her ultimately like saving them multiple times by the end of the series. It's it's just it's it's heartwarming to see them come together the way they did as family. Um, but the whole uh, like the whole last two episodes of the finale, the, the mm-hmm. two parter is just it's so good of getting like I didn't I did not see the crosshairs triple cross like he double crossed mm-hmm. the people he double like, like basically realizing that he was his own person he made his own choices and he kills his squad to basically like hey like we have this opportunity the empire is going to be a thing we need to be in on the ground floor of this otherwise we're going to get left behind or killed and like he can see through that but the other the other members of the batch don't want to go through that they want to be better than they than ultimately they seem to have been does to be with the idea of order 66 being an implant and the all of that choreo that we got like fighting the droids and everything there when omega accidentally unleashes like way too many and you get them all like working together as a squad and playing off each other's strengths there's that one scene where i think i think it's in the first episode where hunter throws up his knife and crosshair shoots it into a droid Mm -hmm. like holy fuck is that cool when seeing them work together like that is is was so so cool, especially at the beginning, and then seeing the contrast. Um, not obviously uh, that much, but like without crosshair and against crosshair, and being like, all right, how do we fight somebody that we've fought alongside for you know so many years? And at the same time, with that though, like Omega finding her place within them, mm-hmm. at first, very much feeling like she's a replacement for crosshair. A hundred percent, yeah. I think for me, when the what merely made me love this is the kind of the smaller little moments of characters of yep. them in the ship, yada yada. But like one of my favorite moments is in story points in general is how they stop owing Sid money. Is Omega is just wicked smart and pays off the Bad Batch's entire debt mm-hmm. to Sid just for winning at, uh, his games. Yeah, right. Dejerik. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dejerik. Which, God, I want to know how to play that. I mean, it's <laughs> basically holog- holographic te- chess, right? Well, yeah, but it's a different but it's board, weird. and it's confusing, yeah. and monsters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I echo I, I, I the sentiments with um, with Mitch of, like, the last episodes were definitely some highlights in terms of um, seeing, like, the Camino cloning facilities falling and um seeing you know the i think the really cool thing was seeing the kaminoans like the intrigue moments right like the 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 thing of like all right what the fuck do we do when that when the empire throws us aside you know and then you know them kind of having to redirect seemingly who knows you know going forward now that we've you know get well ended where we ended um and i think like the other thing is like I think the other cool moment speaking to what Mitch said about them working together is seeing the, uh, the thruster, the Venator thruster kind of being used by all of them, like them planting the mines down uh, and kind of like ending up burning uh, crosshair 
and giving him that, yeah. that scar. Like that was really cool. And that same episode, obviously, with uh, I think it's that same episode with Cad Bane. Um, you know, that moment's real cool. Um, I think the Cad the Cad Bane Fennec stuff was really cool. I think the a lot of honestly, the, a lot of the political intrigue was really good, really well done because like the Ryloth stuff. Um, and then I even like saw Guerrera in the little yeah. bit of like the, the moral dilemma that he presents them with as they're trying to figure out, all right, where, where are we in this new age of the empire? Um, and, and I think kind of- I, another thing I found interesting is we got, I think we've had tie-ins from star Wars into galaxy's edge because mm-hmm. the whole damn land is based off star Wars. But I think this is the first time in a Star Wars property we've had Galaxy's Edge referred to in the show. Yeah. Or the is, piece yes. of content. Do you guys know at all what I'm referring to? You're talking about Batu? No, I'm talking. Well, something well, from Batu appears in this series, yes. Oh. It's, so this is also sorry, we should say this is with the, with exception to like the comic book that's based directly off of the area. And the, or the yeah, video uh, game yeah, is directly based off of game. the area. The video game has Batu, so there's an there's... Oculus game that takes oh, place yeah, in Galaxy's yeah, yeah. Edge. Uh, and you're like main main there. canon, main storyline stuff. Like this is, as far as I can tell, the first time they've taken something from Galaxy's Edge and made it an Easter egg. Let's say then, and in, very much uh, in one of the pieces of content. I think the other thing, uh, the final moment that I think that is is great to me is the fact that uh the i mean the entire caleb dune Caden jarris of moments yeah. uh, of it are just so well done because it's it's such a brutal interaction it's, i mean we know that obviously he makes it out of it because we have rebels um but at the same time like there's point the from like the average viewer doesn't know that either right? I, I, and I mean... and on top of that i think that the fact that even when as a fan of rebels as I am, like, it's like, Oh shit. Like he very much, it could have been the end for him. Like, and he should, he chose to like, to jump off of a cliff instead of accepting a clone's hand. Like the, it's, it's like the little bits of character development that that gave him in that one episode and having, you know, them, it, it, it sets up the entirety of this season where, you have um, a hunter who is pursuing him and is like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Is this just a kid? And Crosshair, on the other hand, is like, yo, we got to kill him. Good clone, you know, do order, have their orders, you know, a good clones follow orders. Um, so it kind of like sees like, oh, okay, like this is, this is what it's going to be under the empire. Like, I don't know if this is meat for me. And that's, you know, where we see ourselves with the clones, um, the Bad Batch team um at the at the beginning of this and it's really really cool to see the duality of you know where these clones uh land opposed to other clones and we see a little bits of it in uh obviously clone wars uh season seven with you know rex and his inhibitor chip and all that so yeah my question at this point because like well obviously this is a great season everyone should go watch it yada yada is Mm -hmm. what the hell is next yeah i'm honestly surprised we're getting a next with the way that finale was going i didn't know that we had already gotten a season two confirmed which i actually like the fact that i didn't know that going into it because Mm -hmm. there are other instances that i will not name because they are spoilers where i knew that ahead of time and that became a major plot point and 
I didn't know, or I already knew that that was coming. So it lessened the impact. I didn't know that was the case for bad batch. So I'm watching this finale. Like, Oh God, like, is this how they're going to do it? Like, how are they getting out of this? And ultimately they get out of it because it's a star Wars show and the protagonists always live. But Mm. for a while there, I thought there might be a chance they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really excited to see whatever is next. Cause like, Honestly, part of me just wants to know how Crosshairs is going to get off that planet. Yeah, 100%. I hope they just show it, too, and they don't just, like, talk it away as, like, plot theory of, like, oh, yeah, someone picked me up. Like, I want to actually know how that happened. I don't want to just see him show up, like, oh, my God, what a surprise. But, like, how? He probably is, like... Calls up the calls up the ships up of the Empire up there. He's like, "Hey, you tried to kill me. I'm not dead. Come get me." <laughs> or uh, you know, he just gets the jet ski. You know? Loki Loki tie in. Loki tie in. He gets jet ski. Almost <laughs> is there. Everyone's having a good time. And we find out that the entirety of the past year of content has been just to sell water skis. And you know what? I'm there. Let's do it. Big just adding party this, when we... everything is like calmed down and we can all go out and be happy and healthy and yada yada. Yeah, yeah just adding to the overall water sport mythos that has been entrenched in Disney Plus lore. Exactly. Okay, no, but bring it back to my point. Um, mm-hmm. Rex's part of the rebellion fails. Yeah. I want to see that story. I think we're going mm-hmm. to see that story here. I hope we do. Um, it's so. Because if you've seen Rebels, then, you know, slight spoiler, like, it ends up just being Rex and a couple other clothes on this, like, tank thing in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. like, hiding. Like, I yes. want to know what gets them to that point, and I think we're going to end up seeing that through the Bad Badge. Yeah, it's, I want to see the, and we kind of, I think we see a little bit of it in Clone Wars, but I want to see the, the kind of insane like the 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 mental illnesses that the um that the the clones get because of the accelerated aging the kind of well, them well, kind the, of... the genetic altering that the bad batch had specifically we don't know what sorts of exactly like I... that will happen over time as they continue to age yeah like I kind of see how that affects the clones and how that makes the empire like oh well that's not effective you know like kind of see how that how that shakes out right like and i think that that this season and it seems like going forward is going to do a really good job of like tackling the what the the question of what do what are clones post episode three what are clones post episode or an episode uh order 66 like where what happens to the army? Because obviously we don't. We know that by I believe by by episode four, like there's not really... there aren't clones anymore. Yeah. So what happens there? It's going to be really interesting to see. Like I hope it's just not like they're decommissioned because Tarkin is racist against clones. Uh, but... I mean, we we, we did I mean, see some of that. I mean, I mean, the I mean fall, he is the like... Nino is directly tied to like there are no more clone troopers. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's like some in that um in that training camp, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, one more question for you guys because we're kind of retreading ground at this point. 
Yeah. And I don't want us to go into another 30 minute conversation about Jack. I, I just want, before, before we get there, I just want to say one thing that I think the show could do very well and would be do very well to do going into season two time jump. We don't need to see this yes. era of the bad batch anymore with a young Omega. Let's see them aged up. Let's see that rapid aging affect them. Let's see Omega as a bit of like a badass, like younger old, older version of herself, but still relatively young and just, kind of see where that goes i think that would be really cool to see with this series and that's something that you can do so well in animation that doesn't translate into live action of we got ahsoka age from clone wars into rebels and i hope we get something similar here going from bad batch season one to season two don't directly follow it up with something find mm. a way to fit it into the larger star wars mythos between uh empire or jedi and uh force awakens yeah. So you can't have answered my question. What I was going to ask is, what do you want to see from season two if you can have literally anything? Sorry. <laughs> so, good job. You did it. That's my thing. Yeah. How, how about you, Nick? Anything That's in season what two, what do you want? Whatever Fawny wants to give me, doggy dog. Whatever he wants to put in this universe. Let's go. I'm down for anything. No, um, I think what would be really cool is actually seeing the clones uh, from, and I think we... I, think we have seen them uh from republic uh commando i think it's that first person yep. game uh yep. like see them kind of i think i think the bad batch are kind of the stand-in for them uh because they don't really have that much characterization um i like to see tarkin uh be explored more um i think that there's a lot of especially with his relationship with clones like i think there's a lot to be talked about um in that way i think that another thing uh is seeing you know I, I i think what i love the most about this season too is like the effects of the empire over the entire um galaxy and seeing that kind of shape what it becomes what we see of it in the original trilogy um and I think also pod racing. Let's just go. Let's do it now. <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> I, I don't want to alarm anyone, but the, the rain is intensifying here and I don't want to get cut off. So I do feel like it's got to be time to start. It is. Uh, I have. I want to say one thing and then I think it's time to wrap up. I, I have one thing as well, but go okay, ahead. you go first then because I'm worried if you lose power. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, Behind the curtain a little bit, we're recording this on August 29th. Sadly, Ed Asner, who voiced one of the best characters in Disney cinematic history, uh, Carl Fredrickson in the film Up, passed away today. And I need to, on tape, on the day that he passed away, have Nick tell me that Up is a good movie. Nick. I mean, it's still not a good movie. Ed Man's Asner. family Ed, is Ed grieving. Ed Asner Man. is an absolute treasure, but it's not, I don't, Nick, it's not a bad movie. Give me this movie. one thing. Give me it's the one not thing. A bad movie. Up it's is which not means? a bad movie fine god damn it <laughs> okay my one point the things i want to see i really love them exploring like this kind of the clones finding their place and i yeah. really i hope that they find that place in season two mm -hmm. and then if they do a season three it's them fighting to keep that i really think that would be a really interesting story for these and to answer my own question if i could have anything i've totally been just leading up to this so i can have an excuse to talk about this i want to see dr afro in here Yo, can you imagine? Um, it's not gonna happen. It's like I've been not. yelling at this Doctor Afro to just be in literally any video format of Star Wars. So, oh, lover, Mitch Doctor Afra. Doctor Afra is this archaeologist, 
uh, slash just piece of shit character from the comic books. And she is legit my favorite Star Wars character. Uh, okay, so something extended universe that doesn't matter anymore. Nope, Got it. it is no, canon. no, 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 no. It's this canon. was made okay. after. Darth Vader comic. Yeah, she oh, starts in Darth Vader okay. comic, and then she has her own spinoff. And then she had yeah. another series to that, which ended. We're not getting much Ephra. She's rumored to be popping up in the Obi-Wan TV series. I could see that more. Well, um, if you I could, could cast anyone to play this role, who would it be? So there was already rumors that Chloe Bennett was going to play her. Oh, I kind of love that. Oh, that would be good. Oh, yeah. Because like, it, it would be like Chloe Bennett season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where she's just an absolute smartass. On that and, uh, note, Chloe Bennett post Agents of Shield, where they try to reboot Powerpuff Girls on the CW and it which fails. She left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, this time it's personal. Uh, no. Uh, on that note, what? Who would you like to see cast as Omega? As Omega. Or like it could be older or. Oh, that's that's hard. And I'm gonna be honest. I don't really have. A, I don't really have one either. So. <laughs> oh, I have one actually. Okay. Uh, Rose McIver. Okay. Oh, that would be really good. Okay. And that's she's a one. New Zealander. Can I, I, I feel like they might go, go with, with someone. That. Yeah, I I feel like they. I don't know. Like that might not work well, but I think that could. That could be good. But I feel like they'll go for someone that looks a little bit more like um, the actor who plays Django, and Boba. But I'm still searching, so I will eventually have an answer for it. I mean, it. I could also see one of those yeah. things of um, them just saying to heck with it. And Michelle Ang actually just <laughs> does the acting for it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so dope. Like, I, c- I could see them doing that. I'm, d- You know what? I'm down with that. I'm down with that. All right, we have beaten this show to death. I can't wait for season two, and you better believe that we will talk about the show again when season two comes out and wraps up. Nick, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Yo, anytime you want to talk Star Wars, you want to get into some universe, obviously, this episode I wasn't really ready with a lot of uh, call-outs of names, but uh, let me tell you, when Visions comes around, I'm not either, because that is non-canon, but (laughs) I'm That's going to be a hell of a good time, though. So it's going to be nuts because I'm not an anime guy. So. Oh, and it's going to be the best thing to come out in September. It's There's nothing else that comes Doug out. Doug Days. It's oh, one of Ed Asner's okay, last wait, performances. Wait. It's going to have a an in memoriam two on the episode. And I'm going to oh, cry because so I, you you I need to go watch capitalism? Yes. You want capitalism, Mitch? You want to benefit off this man's Nick, death? Uh, uh, Nick, Nick. I want to cry because Ed Asner gave us some fantastic performances over the years from Carl Fredrickson to J. Jonah Jameson, and the man deserves all the credit in the world. May he rest in peace and may his family find the peace they need. On the note of capitalism, we run a Disney Plus show, dude. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they're going to kill us for that name, aren't they? Yeah, we really got to change the name. (laughs) Uh, Okay, um, (laughs) Nick, where can people find you if they want to keep up with you? You can, of course, find me everywhere at Shaka McPain. That is spelled like Max Payne. Uh, and also, you can find me doing some edits over at youtube.com slash mcfixer, youtube.com slash more mcfixer, um, as well as doing some TikTok edits for that man as well. And then also, I edit for FNH Paul. Uh, I edit some TikToks over him. You can find the TikToks at tiktok.com slash FNH Paul. I think it's FNH Paul 
FNH underscore poll, I believe. Um, and yeah, like keep up, keep 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 watching them Star Wars. Maybe we'll get pod racing sometime. Pod racing. Mitch, as always, thanks for hosting with me. Is despite your interesting, we'll say, opinions on some things and obsession with Doug Dave. Someone has to have a contradicting opinion. It can't just be you and me loving everything that gets put out like we do on every episode of the What If Recap. We did that on Iron Man. <laughs> well, that's because Iron Man is a great movie. Um, no, Mitch... Again, thanks, thanks for having me, Griffin. This is always a great time. It's a highlight of my week or every other week, depending on which part of the show you're watching and uh, are listening to. And uh, appreciate you and everyone all so very much for the the warm welcome. It's been really fun. Yeah, everyone's been having a good time. Uh, remember, folks, if you're interested in following us, check out our Twitter at D Plus Us for when stuff goes live, interesting images and stuff, and just general shit posting. We release this show every other Tuesday and are releasing weekly reacts to the when some of the Wednesday content dropping on Disney Plus on Thursday mornings. Uh, I'm just going to make that official right now. I have not gotten a single one of these up on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm going to stop trying. Yes, you have. No, I I put them up on Thursday or like th- when midnight. So like Wednesday, no. Thursday. Yeah. Eh. I've seen them pop on my phone on Wednesday. So you've been doing a great job with them. I've been doing a great job just showing up and laughing about all this stuff with you. So it's been fun. <laughs> Keep an eye out for those. We're going to be doing more, obviously. There's going to be Doug Day's content of the future, Star Wars, uh, what was the name again? Visions. Visions, thank you. Sorry, Visions Vision content of the future. There is so much talk about in the future. It's scary. I so. can confirm now that Nick will not return for our conversation on Doug Day's. No, definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. Yeah, keep an eye out for more. And one more thing before I wrap up. Remember, if we've made your day just a little bit better, that's the point of the show. If we can bring something positive have a good time make you laugh make you smile then i feel like we've done a good job with the show so thank you for listening and for making us a part of your day that's all we've got for this week we will see y'all next time have a magical day